Hi everyone, this is Baljit, your host for today's episode. About the next level, we often see different people achieving different results in similar or same setup in different organizations. People generally attribute these to difference in the skills of people. But as we dive deeper into uh, how these results are achieved, we see that the difference is not because of people's technical skills or something they know about the job, but rather about the people themselves. What makes your results and outcomes different from others is not what tech stack you know, or whether you know debugging better than other people, but the key difference is in how you are different from others, how you think, your habits, your mindset during crisis and disasters is the key thing that differentiates you from other people. This podcast aims to highlight these differences in people who have shown consistent results in their engineering or product careers over the years. So with that, we'll start with the introduction of our first guest, Shweta. Hey, Shweta, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, so Shweta, uh, why don't you tell our audience uh, a little bit about you? Sure. I am um, currently working as staff machine learning engineer at Twilio. Uh, Twilio is a B2B company which enables uh, companies to reach out to their end customers via different communication mode. And so my ta- I work in the consumer trust. So my de- uh, my work revolves around building machine learning models and managing uh, those systems to keep the bad actors, fraudsters away from our products. So Great. I'm, I'm pretty sure people know about Twilio. Uh, so uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about how your day looks like? Okay. Uh, so Twilio is a remote first company. and We work across different time zones. I, For me, uh, most of my work happens during the Indian time zone. Some of the meetings happens during uh, Indian night and US early morning kind of time zone. Um, so this is just to give the brief outline of how my day is scattered. Uh, but since it's remote first, so I know pretty well in advance what is going to happen next day, unless there is some broad incident or some incident comes up. Um, so. I I am basically aware of what is going to happen next day, so I can I have the flexibility to plan. So how frequently do these incidents come that you talked about? My team per se don't have many incidents. Uh, it's only when we are doing any kind of deployment that time we have to be extra vigilant. But otherwise, we do not have many incidents. That has been my observation. Um, but that being uh, said, uh, it could not be an incident, but could be an, another in- urgent issue that you might get pulled into. Uh, so uh, coming back to the question about my day. So yes. the approach that I follow is uh, that I've divided my day into three blocks. Uh, so I keep the first part of the morning for the urgent task. So uh, urgent task uh, for me basically involves monitoring and reviewing so monitoring all the alerts channel uh, all the dashboards to ensure that everything is going nothing requires my urgent attention 
uh, responding to any communication, uh, email, slacks that have uh, any questions that have come overnight. So that is first part. Uh, also, this in this part, I do uh, what I call unblocking others. So if somebody is blocked on me, like a PR review or uh, any document I have to review or someplace I was asked an opinion. So those kind of things I would try to cater in this first block. Then I have uh, keep uh, time for my work. Like uh, could be uh, like if I'm working on a new feature, designing that feature, those kind of things. And the next part is uh, around the meetings. Is that since we are a remote first company, most of our meetings starts in the afternoon. So that gives me a lot of time in the morning to schedule these block times in the morning. It sounds very structured. Is there a fixed time limit that you assign to all of these blocks or is it mostly depending on the day? It depends on the day, but on, an, uh, on a normal day, I have uh, for the first block, which I call monitoring, reviewing, unblocking others. Two hours is on normal day is sufficient for focus work. Depends between two to four hours uh, because <laughs> meetings is something that also affects this, and what I am working on also affects that. Like if I'm able to get the work done in two hours, then I do not need to invest four hours there. <laughs> so that is good. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Meetings is generally two hours on a normal day. So that's the uh, minimum. Uh, minimum would be one hour. Um, go on an average two hours. Worst case, three, three, three to four hours. As a manager, I can tell you, having three hours of meeting uh, in a day is uh, I mean, the best thing that I can ask for. Yeah. That sounds very structured and possibly something which a lot of young engineers and product managers would want to implement in their calendars so uh, you were mentioning about manager related issue in one of your previous companies would you elaborate more on that for our audience today yeah sure so basically uh, what has happened is that i was hired by another manager and then when i was like six months into the company the reorg happened and i was assigned to a new manager like my whole team was assigned to a new manager um and the thing was that the manager it's he himself was quite new to the company so he was not aware of the culture how we work the things that we were working on were where does where do all these things sit on the priority and we had been already working like eight months on a particular big project so we we had a vision about that we had done some kind of planning and everything so this manager is uh, new to the system and also trying to navigate through a reorganization and also trying to understand a new team. Yes, a lot of <laughs> things was happening with at his end as well. But basically what it bottled down to is that uh, from my perspective at that point in time, um, the way I communicate and the way he communicates, our communication style as, are very different. And because of that, like e even a simple thing, I was uh, if I communicate something very simple, it would not be taken in the right uh, intention or with 
it, with the right meaning that I wanted to communicate. And that kept on increasing and increasing. And then the performance assessment time, end of the year came, performance assessment came, and the feedback was all around this. And uh, I, I really did not like it. So being who I am, I just went to him. How did you handle this? How did you handle the bad feedback? And what was going on in your mind about fixing this? Were you thinking about why is that person not giving you your due? Or did you introspect and try to figure out how can I fix this? Uh, it was both. <laughs> like So initially, when you listen to it, it was like the first thought that comes to your mind is why, <laughs> why am I not given the credit for the work that I have done? Is it so difficult to understand what I'm doing? Like, if my manager doesn't value my work, what is the point of staying in the company? Mm -hmm. So that kind of thought definitely came into my mind. And then uh, that being said, I also reached out to my other friends and discussed this issue with them. And then I also like, I was kind of not liking it. You know, uh, I, I, I was really pissed off at, at that moment. And then I decided my org, uh, that I provided professional coaching. So I decided to at least try it for once. So I booked one session, walked into the session, explained the whole situation to my coach that this is what I'm facing. I I have to communicate this, but I do not <laughs> I do not want it to become another communication issues. Like already there, my manager is giving me feedback that there is a communication issue with me. So I do not want it to be flagged as that again. So what what should be the right way? And uh, so he, so my coach really helped me a lot. Like he walked me through the whole situation and then asked me to calm down and then see how I would react when I am in a normalized state, when I am not thinking that something wrong has been done to me. Like when I'm out of that situation, how would I react? So those kind of things, uh, and then we had few others follow-up sessions, and so those sessions really helped. And also, like simultaneously, I was reaching out to other friends and peers and discussing my situation. Like, what, what, what should I be doing? How, how can I make this situation better? So, did you end up resolving the issue with your then manager? Yeah, it took us some time. I, it was not like quick like this. It took, I would say, six months to one year. Uh, took him some time to understand what value I bring to the table, and also like I improved on what how I want to communicate some things. How I used to communicate, like it was used to be very straightforward. You did mm -hmm. not do this work, kind of thing, and which is not very appreciated, like uh, it, uh, by some people depending on what kind of culture you have been from so i started rephrasing it like instead of you did not do this thing it this thing we could have done what do you think <laughs> like so uh, those subtle changes in how i communicate and did your manager also change something yes uh, on his part, he basically, uh, uh, rather than paying attention to how I am communicating, he also uh, started, like, he accepted that this is my communication style and started focusing on the topics that I was bringing forth. So, yes, it was like a mutual thing from 
I took the two steps. He also took two steps. I can totally relate to what you just said, Shweta. Uh, as a manager, I have had a few people in my team as well who have struggled to uh, communicate with me or other people in the team. And it takes a lot of effort. And until unless all the in parties involved uh, take the steps towards solving it and put genuine effort, it is very difficult to resolve. So I'm happy that you were able to resolve it. So moving on from here, uh, you mentioned about certain gender bias related issues that you faced in in your workspace uh, some time back would you please share that with our audience today yeah sure so i just want to uh, make a disclaimer here that a subtle subconscious gender bias is always there uh, whether it's towards a female or whether it's towards male it's always there uh, and i'm not talking about that but what i particularly observed is that when i stepped into uh, senior roles is that if i am saying something like i as a female senior engineer saying something it, it's not uh, taken in the right it, it's not taken with the right intention by the junior folks but if a guy says the same thing it is taken in a better way so that is something i have observed uh, what i'm saying is like let's say if i'm working with a junior engineer and i say that this could have been done better same word the other person says they take it sportingly they take it as a feedback but me saying it puts them on a defensive mode so this is what i have observed and i understand that this is uh, an unconscious reaction coming from them. Maybe they have not worked with females in senior leadership position in the past. This could be driven by that. Could be also like my communication style plus me being female. These two combinations they have not experienced earlier. So it could be because of that. All right. So so it's it's not really just the gender bias. It's a, a mix and match of certain attributes. Yes. Yes, you, you can put it that way. Got it. So, so uh, I I totally uh, understand what you're trying to say uh, when you said that the gender bias exists on the both sides. It definitely, even even at a senior level, whenever I'm in a, a meeting with uh, other women, uh, even in in the Zoom call or in a physical setup, there's a inherent feeling that. I should be more careful now. I should be little restrictive about the words and the actions that I take in this particular call. That probably is because of uh, certain conditioning as a kid in the college or even from the posh trainings that we get from time to time. But it yeah. affects this. Yeah. No, that I've also observed that normally guys are very. Um sensitive when communicating to women in the professional setting. Uh, uh, but on my end, uh, that, that is also something I have observed. The other thing that I have observed is that, that I was driving to is that uh, me saying something is taken not in a very sporting way, but more like uh, criticism or like I am trying to pull the folks down, which is not the case. So how did you handle such scenarios? my response has been first to understand like again to discuss 
like why is it happening is it just me feeling this or is it like happening with other folks as well and why is it happening what could i do or can, like so the first thing that i did is like with one person where i was facing this is i just sat with him talked to him why did you see me saying uh, did you observe me saying something rude did you did i try to do something wrong to you <laughs> why, why is this kind of uh, behavior with that talk i could understand why he is taking some things in a not so right way and then the next step i did is like ha have kind of group conversation like so if some person is feeling sensitive about some topics it's just better to have that conversation in a broader group so that it's not like i am singling out one person that makes sense and, so this, this group is basically the team in which that person works or or just the manager and some other senior person from the team so depends on the situation if it is like topic which is of interest to the team then would go into the team uh, related to team group slack channel if it is something that is between uh, me and that person uh, and because i am an ic so i have this luxury of looping in their manager so i just pull in their managers so that's the, uh, what i do for these kind of conversation and uh, one more thing that i did is like i asked the managers in my team to uh, communicate the values that we have so basically we like uh, because some of these folks were new folks and they were not familiar with ops culture so that's what i asked like that you need to communicate certain things and set up a baseline of the culture <laughs> like open communication open feedback is what we appreciate that sounds like a good way to tackle the situation just for the purpose of closure on this how do you feel about this at this point of time did do you feel that uh, you have handled this this issue well or do you think you could have done or handled it much better i think i could have handled it much better in a sense like at that time i also uh, i also like erupted like a volcano that i i do not appreciate this kind of behavior and i could have handled it well uh, now looking back onto that incident i'm like yes uh, if i had this understanding that i could like with one person i had the uh, i sat down and talk but with others i did not take effort for that so i could have done with that with others as well or even not let the issue become such a big issue i could have done taken the effort in the beginning itself when i started observing these things that is a great way of handling a tricky situation uh, in the workspace shweta and i'm hopeful that our listeners today take a good lesson out of it and learn how to handle difficult situations in the workspace now since you mentioned about professional coaching i wanted you to spend a little bit of time uh, in uh, talking about your experience with professional coaching and mentorship so my experience has been really positive in the sense i got a safe space in a difficult phase of my career where i was thinking of leaving my org uh, switching jobs and i went to the coach and i tried to understand so i got to i i got to see uh, my own situation from a third person's perspective and i also got like he he was quite helpful in the sense 
he walked me through the whole situation we simulated different scenarios how i would react in those scenarios so that experience like and i could see the change in my reaction also when he turns the situation in a different way that obviously my reaction would change so in a way it was very positive i i the main takeaways for me are that i understood the importance of listening to others if you're a senior engineer normally you are very familiar with the systems and you know what is happening so if somebody right. is coming to you with a question before they complete their question you would know that what what is their query because you have answered five times earlier the same queries to different folks so you would know and then you <laughs> with me at least this used to happen that i would not let them finish and i would just answer or redirect them to the relevant source that i do not know answer but this is the source or i do not have this at top of my heart but just go through this document it contains everything and i realized that this was making others feel alienated in the sense i'm not listening to what they are trying to say i'm also not validating their question like they are communicating something and i i am not taking even a pause to listen to that so that is something that i got to know from my coach that if, if i keep reacting in this way i what i what is the consequence of my uh, action so that that was one great takeaway for me the other one is so normally i had a very straight forward communication like you did not do this work i would say you did not do this work uh so he said that uh, in a professional setting you you need to be a little bit careful with your words different people have different kind of responses to the same words so you cannot assume everyone is like you so that was another takeaway for me that understanding what my words can have a consequence or impact on other people i totally agree to that in my experience just changing the verbiage of a message has a different impact on the people saying that this work is not up to the expectations versus saying that i think we should put in a little bit of more effort and fine tune this changes the reactions and the responses from the people yeah like one puts the other person on a defensive mode they feel like they were being criticized because they they perceive that the feedback is that their work is not up to the quality expected and the other one is like their work is good and they need to put in more effort so which is like a feedback for them to improve and on your experience with the professional coach i i couldn't agree more uh, i also started on a similar journey a few uh, weeks back and the key value that i find in this setup is that i'm able to find my blind spots which is otherwise very difficult to find you can talk to your close friends your family but they have their own biases the third person comes with no bias at all and tells you the hard things that other people won't tell you and that yeah. opens up so yeah. that's something that's been working really well for me yeah and i guess when third person is telling you you are being more open when you solicited the advice and you are taking it from third person if my friend would be saying the same thing i would like no you always find flaws in my <laughs> this thing or that thing or my parents saying me same thing <laughs> that <laughs> so i think that was another thing for me and i'm sure this must be the same for you <laughs> yeah absolutely cool shweta so uh, one last thing before we wrap up for the day 
you have been working since 2011 i uh, i know you took a break in the middle for completing your mba but other than that you have been pretty much working uh, for the last 10 12 years how has your approach and outlook towards life and career changed in these 10 years uh, it has changed quite a lot like when you come out of the college you are 20 years 21 22 years old you have till then stayed in the same peer group like same age peer group you have not actively seen the world outside and so quite a things like you learn from other people's experience people who are older than you people who are younger than you you see when when you reach this middle age kind of where we are currently you see younger people making same mistake that you made so those kind of things are there and they you learn from all that so definitely my approach and outlook has changed a lot since when i graduated out of rudki one major uh, thing that i have actively tried to change in my life is trying not to compare myself so we started the same <laughs> from the rudki and we have this relative grading thing so with relative grading you started like you get into that mindset like oh i scored this much the other person scored this much i have to score this much to get a 10 point next time so that that kind of mindset started becoming uh, started taking a firm seat in my mind from the college and then when i went into my first college uh, sorry first job i had the same thing like my first performance assessment i was getting a double digit high still i was not happy because other folks were earning more than me or they had a higher high amount than me and that kept on going for quite few years quite a few years and i realized that this kind of attitude that i have uh, is making me feel far worse like i was feeling inferior i was not at all happy about myself so i realized that i have to stop put a stop to this and uh, last year is when i actively decided like i am not going to compare myself on any parameter with anyone and other way also i'm not going to compare anyone else with me that sounds like a good way to uh, look at things uh, how has it been going for you it's been going good basically what has happened is since i'm not comparing myself with others or uh, not comparing other situation with myself lot of my mental bandwidth is freed up <laughs> that's how i see it or perceive it and that has given me lot of time to think about the things which are important to me like what i want to do with my life how do i want to plan my life ahead what do i do in my day to day life is also like how do i optimize that Opti not in the sense like i i want to compare myself with someone but more like i how do i put in more effort into the things that i enjoy not because <laughs> because they make we feel uh, they make me look good in someone's eye or uh, that way but something that i actually enjoy a lot so that's how like uh, i i in fact my uh, towards the work also i have taken this approach that i would focus more time divert more time to the things that i love not just to get that next promotion but yeah, yeah. so the way you are explaining it and the the kind of words you are using it feels like you feel very liberated from that activity of comparing with others yes it, 
it is actually a liberation i am not tied down to any expectation i i i i my <laughs> sorry i myself have zero expectations from me rather <laughs> my my basic motto of life has now just become uh, has become this live a good happy life that sounds i don't know i don't know the right uh, adjective to say that but it sounds amazing thanks a lot for spending time uh, with us today shweta i'm sure that the the snippets and the anecdotes that you shared with us today are of great value to our young listeners i'm hopeful that they take the learnings from this and we wish you a good luck in your career and in your life thank you thanks for uh, joining us today thanks a lot and i wish you the same